If you enjoyed this episode, please support this podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Taco Supremo. Hey, tacos, I know this may be a tough question to answer in 2020, but are you happy? American explorer Christopher McCandless and subject of the best-selling true account Into the Wild said that happiness is only real when shared. Many of us share this happiness with a significant other, maybe a cute little coon hound and a boxer that likes to share his love by humping everything in my house, and many choose to simply share their lives in nature. Tonight's protagonist, whether or not she chose this, will be sharing her life of contemplation and solitude in a 6 by 8 jail cell. Maybe she took the above quote a bit too far, or maybe she's happier like this, because as Christopher McCandless said, no phone, no pool, no pets, no cigarettes, ultimate freedom. All right, so we have two new Talker Supremos. Sweet. Hey. Welcome. So, uh, hello to D. Hey, D. Hi, D. D E E. And Leah. Hey, Leah. Hi, Leah. I know D's out in New Mexico. She's, she posts a lot of very funny things. Yeah, she is a super fan of ours. And we thank you so much, both of you guys. Leah says, Hey guys, I love your podcast. And before you say it, I am from Canada and yes. I know our judicial system is a joke. <laughs> Keep kicking ass and eating tacos. I don't even remember the last time That's I had awesome. tacos. And um, D has been just a great, I don't know. She is all part of the over team. Yeah, our she Facebook. Is I all love over it. it. She is sharing it to everybody. And, you know, D is amazing. Thank you so much. For real. We it's, appreciate all it the support. It means so much. So thank you. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I may not know what it is, but I know I'm not going to enjoy this. I didn't actually mix anything this time, so. It's like Patron, or not Patron. It's tequila. I think this is the scotch. You're both wrong, but okay. Oh, wait. That brings me back to my Border Patrol days for some reason. It's not like a Mexican cocktail, but I don't know. I drank a lot of that in this in the uh, when Whiskey, I was Whiskey, isn't it? Mm-mm. Bacardi. Really? Yeah. That did not taste like Bacardi. Is that 151? I like rum. That did not taste like rum. It might have been the 151. It's 151, that's why. All right, so tonight we are doing a story that I've been wanting to do for a while. Well, not a while, a few weeks. Is, Ever... it, is it a story that we may know? No, you guys don't know it. But ever since mm. I saw this story... I was like, yes. Is it bigger than news? It it kind of was big in the news, but it's got a lot of sex in it. <laughs> so I'll be reading a lot. Is that what we're saying? No. I'm a, how did this come about in your right, news wait. feed? Okay. Trending on John's news. Trending on Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub recommends for John Perry. <laughs> it was after the after the episode. You're like, I guess I should start jerking it more often. Oh my god, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so tonight we are going to Ed Geenland. Oh, Wisconsin. Ooh. I know we have some people in Wisconsin up there. 
So this is your first episode. Be sure to go to talkmurder.com. I put all my sources. I put all my photos. And you do not want to miss these photos because the reason I'm doing this episode is because it has been quoted in the news as salacious. Ooh, salacious. So, oh, I, that's, that's such yeah. a good and word. Every time, every time I see the word salacious... I'm like, yes, Jody Aries part two, you know, or whatever. So we are talking about a such a good word. Someone like Jody Aries tonight. And you guys are going to tell me if she is innocent or guilty. So Springbrook is where we're going. It's a very rural town. If you're looking at the map there and putting on talkmurder.com, you see that little house and you see that little icon with a car on it. Mm -hmm. That is where... The two characters in tonight's story, one killer, one victim, had stopped their car. This is near the town of Springbrook, and the female is the one that escapes, and she runs all the way to that farmhouse. I don't know. That looks about... That's pretty far. That looks far, yeah. yeah. I don't know why she didn't just... Cut through? Cut through the freaking she, field. She stayed on the road? Yeah, she stayed on the road. <laughs> I would have cut through the field. I feel yeah, well, I, that looks like it'd be wait like way more than a football field's distance away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like and two if, football fields. I also if she's taken the not maybe a three. What's a, a crow's? What's it called? As, as a crow flies. There you go. Yeah, so she's going as the crow flies. About she, she's not going as the crow flies. No, I know. What but, does that yeah. even mean? It One, means you take like you go the shortest distance. Yeah, as straight. the crow fly. Flies. Why Versus, is that a saying? Like, going on the road? Because if you're a, if you're a bird, you don't have to follow the road. Yeah. So as the crow flies, it's about I would say two football fields, but she probably went about I don't know a mile. Yeah. At least. That's fine. And yeah. she ends up at that farmhouse that you're seeing right there, and she is a 22 year old female, and she is in distress. Now we're gonna play the 911 call. Right off the bat. Instant flashback to like Shayna Hubers. Shayna Hubers, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm making a petition for, sa- for, for Shayna Hubers. If you haven't Didn't listened. Didn't she get married in prison? Didn't she have a yeah. prison wife? Well, it was, I don't know, I don't know what gender, but. It was a prison. It was a prison wife. Well, yeah, I don't well, know what tra- gender. I think it was. Transgendered person. And I also found out with, uh, I'll tell you later. Well, I'll tell you now. I also found out, which I had to look up, what the word binary means. Mm. So someone said, I uh, I am non-binary. And the first thought of mine was, okay, well, she's not an android robot. <laughs> <laughs> How many zeros and ones? But apparently that's not what it means. <laughs> no, non-binary is means they don't comply with the male-female. They're just... A person. I cannot keep up with it. Um, I literally thought it was like, wow, that's cool. You're not a robot. That's immediately what I thought. <laughs> the Terminator. I'm also non-binary. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop. Okay. So I'm putting all these videos on talkmurder.com. This is the 911 call. This is from March 22nd, 4.15 p.m. This is 2018. This is from an older guy that you're about to see. His name is Don Sipple. So he owns that little farmland right there. And all of a sudden, which, you know, if I was, I think this guy was like 60 or 70, 
I mean, it should be every man's dream for a 22-year-old white rum- woman to come running up on your doorstep with tattered clothing. I feel like this is, that's the start of like I may, every I, like post-apocalyptic yeah. movie or horror movie. To be honest, I probably would have handled this a little differently <laughs> than Mr. Don Sipple. But, but here he is Tell right me, now. John, what would you have done? Yeah, pre-marriage or post-marriage, John? I'm calling 911. What's the address of the emergency? This is Don Sipple calling, and I have a, a young lady that just came to my house, and somebody attacked her, and she needs a doctor. Her, her clothes are all torn. And, and what is the address you're located at? What? What is the address you are at? E7614, 430th Avenue. Okay. And is she injured? Yeah, she's injured. Her her mouth is kind of uh, got some blood around it, and her to- clothes are all torn. Okay. And she's by herself? She's by herself. She walked to my house here just recently. Okay. And can you ask her what her name is? Just hold on a second. Okay. Okay, while Mr. Sipple is asking the girl what her name is, a little context here. Her name is Ezra, E-Z-R-A, McCandless. Oh, I thought Ezra was a boy's name. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Ezra McCandless is (laughs) non-binary. Oh, okay. So so Ezra's a... That's why it's a boy's name. But I do want to say, and no offense to any non-binary humans are androids out there <laughs> but i do want to say have you heard of the last name mccandless before yes where into the wild oh my god John yes yep very good yep very good that is exactly what i was looking for so you can hear her she crying in the background she says she doesn't know her name help, okay? she does not know her sure. name she, you can hear it in the background. She's yeah, kind of crying. sobbing. And this is a quote from WEAU Channel 13 News. Ezra is bloody and muddy. She runs up to Sipple's door and she is confused. She has tattered clothing and she's only wearing one shoe. She is obviously in distress and she cannot remember who she is or where she's at. All right, Don, you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, what is your middle initial? My middle middle initial? Yep. A. Okay, and your date of birth? 11 29 28. Okay. Oh my God. 28. He's Holy almost 100 shit. now. What year did this happen? Holy in? fuck. 2018? Holy This dude's 100 years old. So he, no, no, no he's, not yet. So he's, he's 90. He was 90 when this happened. Holy jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That situation would have went a lot different for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> lady that's here that needs help. Debbie quit. Yep, I have an ambulance and some officers started that way. Did she say who did this to her? Did she what? Did she say who did this to her? No, she said she was attacked and assaulted and, and she's from Eau Claire. Okay. And uh, yeah, did she... Tell me your name. Did she say where this happened? No, I didn't, I didn't dis- discuss that. Okay. Do you want to stay on the phone with me, Don, or? Sure. Okay. So the ambulance is on the way? Yep, ambulance and officers are on their way. I'll stay on the phone with you as long as I can. 
Okay, I'll, I'll hang on. Okay. You're coming for help. So besides her bleeding from the mouth, do we know what other injuries she has? Does she look like she's injured anywhere else? Yeah, she looks a little bit, there's some other uh, bloody marks on her, her leg a little bit. Okay. And her pants are all torn. Okay. And how old, if you had to guess, how old do you think she is? How old are you, ma'am? 19. She says she's 19, and at the time, yeah, I know I said 22, but that's how old she is now, obviously. Got it. 19, okay. The ambulance is coming. You're going to get help. And so she came on foot, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep, she just walked to my door. Okay. Can you ask her who did this to her? Can you ask her who did this to her? Oh, just a second. Do you have any idea who did this to you? (laughs) Just just hold on. No, no, she can't. She's uh, pretty distraught, upset, and uh, uh, I. I can see why. Okay. Don, do you have some type of blanket or something that you could get her to wrap her up? Sure, I can. Okay. Just hold on. I'm going to lay the phone down here a second. Okay. This now one call is actually being played in court. That's why you see her right there. Mm. And so the uh, jury's listening to the now one call. I think she's probably walked quite a ways. I don't know without shoes how far she came, but... Right. Okay. And is she outside of your residence, or where is she... No, she's in. I got her inside. She's inside, okay. Yep. She's shivering, you know, she's cold, so I'm, you had a good idea that I, I should have thought of getting a blanket around her to keep her warm, but I got her sitting on a chair. Okay, sounds good. I'll keep you on the phone here. All right, anyway, that is the number one call. I'll put that on talkmer.com for you guys if you want to listen to the entire thing. But what do you guys think about that call? God, it feels like an eternity since the police get there. That's my first yeah. reaction. Yeah. Man, they got him on the phone, but it's a rural area. Having a little bit of context now, she like she doesn't seem out of breath, and he said that she walks instead of runs mm-hmm. to the house. Right. Um, I think it's weird that she doesn't know her name. Yeah. She may be fabricating some stuff. But that let's is, not that hold is my that. assumption <laughs> based not, on the headline. Let's not hold anything against her. All right, I know you because, feel sympathetic to them lady killers. All right, she is immediately taken to the Mayo Clinic in Au Claire, E-A-U Claire. Mm-hmm. So basically the story that she tells police, and we'll play a little bit of the interview here, is she was riding with an older man named Alexander L. Woodworth, and this is him right now. He sounds rich. Mm. Uh, does he really <laughs> yeah alexander oh. woodworth but not even just alexander woodworth alexander l woodworth yeah sounds like a big deal well that they just use a middle name <laughs> so people can well yeah i know, I know but kidding. this right here is alexander woodworth he does not look rich never mind no he no. is not rich <laughs> in fact he's doesn't have any money he's a barista oh mm. well there you have it i wonder if he can Make a better espresso than you can, John. Probably. Now, a little bit about this guy, and I'll get into it, but this is a this is a guy that sits at the coffee shop with a 2,000-page book on philosophy. 
Oh, good so, for you, dude. Super boring there. Well, I, I don't mean, get philosophy. He definitely looks older than 19, but how old is... He's 24 when he got murdered. Or I shouldn't say that. When she self-defended herself. Okay. <laughs> self-defended herself. <laughs> All right. So, 24-year-old Alexander Woodworth right there. I'm, that's his Facebook page. If you guys want to go see it, it's still up. And it's surprising because it's not one of those memorialized pages. Mm. He's only got 33 friends. Hmm. But I bet they're all true friends. Mm. Unlike you fake people, they got 5,000 and y'all don't even know who the hell they are, Nicole. <laughs> I don't have 5,000 friends. I have like 500 friends. Uh, all right. So I'm going to play a little bit of the police interview right now. Um, and I will pause for some context during it. But here it is. All right. The interview is actually extremely hard to hear. It's got some weird feedback in it but i'm gonna play a little bit of the important clips but yeah. why don't you tell me about yesterday what you remember yesterday i got up in the morning and i got done looking at because i've been journaling a lot okay sorry about that and then so i was journaling and checking my i seen jason at the coffee shop and i said hi and then i seen max and i talked about kind of I suggested we go to Owen Park, and I don't know if we actually went there or not. Because I remember going to Owen Park, but I don't know if I actually got to Owen Park or not. That's a scary thing. Because I remember the frog, but I don't know if that's from the other day or from... Okay. What time of day do you think you were at Owen Park? All right. A little context here. She goes over to Alexander's house. This is about noontime. She's going over there to return some stuff because they were not really dating, but they've been kind of sleeping together, if you will. Mm, casual. You know, casual. And so she goes over there to return some stuff. One of them gets the idea to take a drive. They go to this little park called Owen Park. Now they're driving her car, which is a 2003 Chevy Impala. And they go to Owen Park. Now, she doesn't exactly know where she's at at this time. And as you'll hear in the interview, this is when she first gets interviewed by the police and detectives. She's actually saying that she can't remember anything. She doesn't know how she got to Owen Park. She doesn't know where her car is because no one knows at this point if there's a murder or not. They just know this Alexander guy is missing, and so is her car. Mm. And she is telling detectives that she don't know where her car is. She blacked out, and she obviously was attacked, but she has no idea where her car was, is. And that's what she's telling detectives. We were driving, and I was talking about stuff, and he seemed a little upset about some things, and then after that, it just kind of gets funky, like, in my brain. Like, I just start to... Okay, and I'm going to spare you this, but I'll embed this interview on talkmer.com. Basically, it kind of goes like this. I don't know where the car is. My mind is blank. I can't remember anything. But then, obviously, she comes forward and tells the story of what happened, at least according to her. So I'm going to get into that right now, what actually happened. She says, and you'll see testimony from her saying this exact same thing here in a minute, but she goes to his home 
they leave for Owen Park because he wants to talk to her because he likes her. He wants to date her. Mm-hmm. But as you'll see, she was casual with other guys, too. And she didn't really like this guy at all. It's kind of weird. And I'll tell you why. But they leave to go to Owen Park. The car gets stuck in the mud, as you'll hear her say. And she gets out to try to get the car unstuck. And he doesn't do anything. He doesn't offer any help whatsoever. Now, there's ice on the ground because it's in Wisconsin. It's really cold. They get stuck in the mud on this random dirt road. She has no idea where she is. And she's stressing out. The car's stuck. This guy's not helping her. And she takes a breather. She takes a break. She lays down in the back seat. And that's when this guy, Alexander, mounts her, removes her glasses, which she can't see without her glasses. And according to her attorneys, both Aaron Nelson and Deja Vishni, Alexander Woodworth, quote, took off her glasses and started violent and aggressive acts against McCandlist in the back seat of the vehicle, stuck in the mud in a secluded rural area. The issue of self-defense was involved. In the attorney Aaron Nelson, he continues by saying, quote, he holds her neck, he squeezes her neck, and he looks into her eyes and just... Then she starts to stab anywhere and everywhere she can. She is terrified. Where did she get the knife? Yeah. She well, just the, like has it in her hands. If Yeah. So if you watch the testimony, there were a few knives in the trunk of her car because this is a 19 year old girl. She's moving from her mom's to her dad's to her from apartment to apartment to apartment. A lot of stuff is in her car. She has a tent in her car. She has some blankets. She has some kitchenware, including a knife, hmm. uh, a kitchen cut cutting knife, a kind of a woodsman knife because she's a nature outdoors person with a tent. Uh-huh. And that's what she uses. So these things were already in her trunk. And remember, her trunk was open because she was trying to find something to wedge her car out of the mud. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, something, a piece of wood. And she doesn't know. What's in her car? Like most females out there, you guys got so much junk in your car. I do that- not. I, just <laughs> have a lot of, I have a lot of sand in my car. That's about it. I have a lot of junk in my car. So maybe she had the knife to try to cut some mud out. Like was the I or thought, but if the knife went in her trunk, no, she wasn't. She wasn't specifically grabbing for the knife. It was just there, and it. Her trunk was connected to her back seat. You know okay, how those so cars, was, oh, you can okay. stick your hand through the back seat yeah. and be in the trunk. That's yeah. kind of where the knife was. Okay. So right here is the evidence photos. I'm putting these on talkmer.com. You can see this is her blouse right here. The button is ripped off. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see her shirt is completely cut. And that is because this guy cut her shirt completely down the middle as well as her pants. So did he have a knife as well? He's the one that branded the knife at first. Got it. Yeah. And she's not wearing her glasses because he takes them off of her. So she can't see. And in the testimony in the trial, she says to her attorney that she can't see the palm in front of her face if she's not wearing her glasses. So she was 
basically blind. This is the knife used. Mm -hmm. This is the Chevy Impala where it was found. Now, Alexander Woodworth's body is in the back still. And you can see here in a second, that is him right there. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of laying halfway in the car and halfway out of the car. Here's some more of the... Um... Is there stuff written and drawn <laughs> on her car? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to talk a little bit more about that, John? I don't There is Sharpie all over her car. There's what like the a dragon. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, dude. Teenagers, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, weird. I mean, so here's some more of the evidence. And... Um, this is some of the blood splatter everywhere, some of the uh, footprints, the bloody footprints. That's her shoe. This is inside the car. This is when his body is removed, obviously. These circles you're seeing right now, if you're at talkmer.com, these are all blood splatter, blood stains. This is clumps of her hair down here, so he actually mm. pulled out her hair. Yikes. Yeah, this is more blood. This is her pants. So he cut her pants open. He was basically trying to rape her. Yep. And she does testify to all this. And I, I definitely think she was fabricating a lot of stuff. But I do believe that he was trying to force himself on her. That's my personal opinion. You guys can Has, yell at me in a did minute. Did he ever force himself on her previously? <sighs> um, like is, there, is there a pattern of behavior with this guy? Yeah, the, not a pattern of behavior, but something else that okay. we have to talk about. Were they into rough sex? He was into rough sex. He was, all right, I'm going to talk a little bit about this guy. He was a philosophy guy, all into why we live here. He was a nihilist. Do you guys know what a ni nihilism is? Isn't that like a negative outlook? No, it's not, it's not negative. I, I mean... Like, like there's no point or something? Yeah, there's no point. I would kind of consider myself a nihilist. It's the perception that, you know, we're here because of an accident or whatever. It's just all, there's no point to life. We're here because of evolution and, you know. I think we're here because of no, evolution, but I think there's a point to life. Well, that's what I'm saying. What what would be the point if if it's an if it's basically an accident why we evolved into humans, there's really no point. It's just happenstance you know there's not a there's not a purpose you make a purpose you make a purpose but yeah. there's not initially a purpose perhaps and that's what know. nihilism is okay yeah so it's not really negative it's just more i don't know a lot of people would say it was negative yeah i love that in there in this little clip there's like the jury deliberation seven hours 14 minutes and 41 seconds this is great i should we should watch court tv all the time mm. oh i love uh I love court TV. I, I do watch a lot of it for, for these stories, but actually the jury only deliberated for three hours and 17 minutes. I don't oh, know wow. why that says seven that, hours. It must be a different case. It says Rogers. Yeah, 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 it's a different case. This jury was very quick on this case. Look at this picture right now and describe what you're seeing. Bot? Bot. <laughs> bot. <laughs> That's the, that whole binary thing. Yeah, bot. <laughs> it says boy. boy. It says boy. So oh. in her forearm, this is her left forearm here. The uh, Alexander Woodworth, according to Miss McCandless, had taken the knife 
punctured inside of her growing area and she has punctured wounds inside of her thigh area and some scrapes and cuts here and there. But he grabs her arm and he carves the word boy into her arm. Now, is she a righty or a lefty? She admits to doing this herself after the murder. And because if you look at her arm, if you were to carve the word boy into someone's arm, it'd be backwards. That is carved as you would read it if you're carving it into your own arm. But if I take your arm and carve it, it would be the the letters would be backwards. It's like a mirror thing, you know. Do mm. you know what I'm saying? If I if I take your arm right now and carve the word boy, yeah, that's how you carve the word boy. But if I took your arm, I'm on the other side of your arm. I'm on the other side towards the door. So I'm so carving it could be upside this down. way. Yeah, I'm carving upside down. So just based on the, the way <laughs> based in which on the, they were fighting, they could tell that. No, the they he was already dead when he, she carved this herself mm. into her own. I mean, arm. you could do it. Th- I mean, I, I get mean, it. She admitted it. Yeah, you you, you could, could do take, it. Yeah, you but could take my arm side. like this. I could, yeah, I could, and that is true. And that's why I thought she admitted too. it. But <laughs> so, she, when eh. when faced with well, the detective saying, "Hey, come on, you know, this is how you would read it." Just tell us. I mean, you carve this. You definitely she wouldn't be able it. to do it the other way. She definitely admitted to wow. doing it herself. Now, let's get into a little bit about this guy before we get into her. Her defense attorneys made it very well known through reading multiple pages of journals, journals and journals. I'll put them all on talkmore.com. It's a lot. I'm showing you must have been marked as Exhibit 651. Is this another journal? These are some of the journal entries that Alexander wrote, and she actually wrote in them as well. She doodled a lot in these journals, drew little pictures and stuff like that. She drew on her car. Yeah. (laughs) She is an artist. In fact, I'm going to show you her Instagram in a minute. She is in prison right now. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you, but... Someone is posting on her Instagram because when I when I was first researching this story a few days ago, I looked at her Instagram and the latest post was from four hours ago. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway. Yes. Alex Woodworth? Yes. And just, just what's the name of that journal? This journal, it's notes, October 19th, 2017 through Dream Tea, Tree, Simple and Elegant. And turning to the first page, is there a doodle at the bottom of that page? Yes. Did you draw that? Yes. Do you remember when you drew it? Yes, I remember when he asked me to read this, and I drew a pumpkin with some hearts. Um, Susan Kierkegaard, Fear and Trembling. um, This particular book, did Alex discuss this book with you much? We discussed it often and we discussed it the most during very intimate moments of our relationship okay so these are philosophy books and i haven't read any of them but they a lot of them deal with some pretty dark subject matter and as she just said she would read them while they were intimate I want you to explain to the jury what you mean by him discussing them during intimate moments in your relationship. This book was the book he would read from 
as we were having sex, and he would read passages from this book. Was well, there another sex. book yeah. he That's also multitasking. read passages from when... We read, like, comic books and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the funnies. <laughs> His favorite author is Caputo. Y'all heard of him? He's some old philosopher. Nah. That's also the last name of a character on Orange is the New Black. That's correct. That's ex- immediately what I yes. thought of. <laughs> oh, do, do you know what the name of that book is? Hoping Against Hope. And also the psychic medium, Teresa Caputo. Yeah. Is this what kids are into these days? They read philosophy while they're doing it? <laughs> no. It... I mean, like, good for you if that's it. Let me tell you how they met, since you asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't understand the correlation, but go on. Okay, so we used to know somebody that would go to coffee shops all the time and... (laughs) Try to meet a guy who would also go to coffee shops? Yes, and so this guy, he was a barista, yeah. But he would sit at this coffee shop and read these philosophy books from Caputo and Iliad the Great. Can I, don't I, know. Can I just say, <laughs> Iliad is not a philosopher. Iliad is a book by Homer. So, philosophy was a, a requirement. We had to take at least I try to two read semesters of philosophy. And one, um, gosh, I think. I think she was German, but she, I remember, I like, I have no idea. I didn't learn a fucking thing in that class. My biggest takeaway was that she pronounced Immanuel Kant, Kant, and no I way. couldn't <laughs> handle it. The only philosophy I've taken really is that great course on um, sci-fi movie philosophy, mm. Ooh, which that, is actually really interesting. Like they, interesting. they broke down the matrix and the philosophy behind that and you know, just cool stuff. But this Emmanuel Kant. Emmanuel Kant. <laughs> I feel like as an adult, now that I kind of have my beliefs and morals in a firmer place, I might actually enjoy taking a philosophy course. But the, I think that's the thing: is like, why do I care about hearing what other people think? If you do care. anything, read science, man. I mean, then again, philosophy kind of spawns into science. You know, mo- most of the scientific thinking comes from philosophers i don't know if you guys are aware of that so i don't know but philosophy is just freaking boring anyway you will cunt but anyway where i was going with that is our friend would go up to random guys reading 2000 page philosophy books and start a conversation and if you because i think it's They think it's cool. Yeah. so she they like the idea that's that's what i was trying to say so ezra is smart Don't get me wrong. She's very well-spoken. If you watch the testimony and and her... I'm surprised that she is testifying. Defendants don't often testify. But, I mean, that's only if you got something to hide. And she doesn't. I mean, you could say that about a lot of cases. Mm. And they don't testify. I think that we were talking about Alex referring to you as a boy a little bit earlier. Yes. Did he also write about that in his journals? He did, yes. Did he often refer and to his boy? Yeah, so as I'll get to, Ezra, as you said earlier, is a boy's name. I didn't really know that. Well, it's not a boy's name, but it could be used as both. And she says that she identifies with 
non-binary, which I'm not trying to make fun of anyone, but when I heard that, I didn't know what to think because it is something completely new to me. So she is. But she's having relations with other men. She's having relations with other men. But Alexander was was um, preferred her as a boy. Does that make sense? Mm. She She does not have any boy parts. Ezra. I know exactly. But Ezra McCandless is going through an identity crisis. She's going through something, all right. Mm-hmm. She is going through it currently. As you'll see, if you watch the testimony, she is. And, you know, I feel I feel bad for her, him or them, them, who, whoever she wants to identify with. I feel bad because you can definitely tell that she is going through this crisis. But I believe that Alexander kind of took advantage of that a little bit, would call her boy, all this stuff, would say, you're my boy refer to him as her property. And for instance, he would say stuff like, Ezra, you're so handsome. And you would never tell a girl they're handsome. You tell them they're beautiful, you know? So she, so he would kind of do this and he preferred her as a boy. It's, it's, it's weird. Not weird. I didn't mean that. It's just different. Okay. It's hard to understand. It's hard to understand. The binary thing blew my mind. I, I, I wonder why they chose to use the word binary because that is a computer term. Well, yeah, and it's like well, you're not you're binary. not a zero or a one. Well, yeah, I I thought it was Android, and I'm not making fun of, it, but I was like, what does that mean? She's not a robot. But binary, the the preface by usually means two, which oh. would refer to the fact that there are two genders, male and female. So. Um, oh, that makes sense. So, so to say that you are non-binary, it's I'm I'm neither. I'm just. I think they I'm should change that word because it's confusing. To someone that's in their computers, I'm like, what? Because <laughs> it makes me think there's this there's this guy, old guy, Alan Turing. He was in the computer science. Right. He's he's yeah. he the guy that he's, the Benedict Cumberbatch. He did the computer the computer, right? He in well, the imitation game. Yeah. 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 So he invented this movie. test called the Turing test. And supposedly I've never researched it beyond what I'm telling you now. So I know very little about it. But if you take the test, you'll be able to, and this is going to be important 50 years from now, to identify if you or someone else is a computer or a human being. Mm. You know, and that is nowadays with AI, that's really important. Interesting. So that's where I thought Maybe we should take those instead of putting in letter codes on yeah. websites. So that's yeah. that's why I mean and I'm not I didn't try to make fun of it. But when no. I heard that binary, that's the first thing I thought of. I was well, like, yeah, but what? When you, when you, you know, but it makes sense now that by and, and yeah, two. Cause binary, yeah, because with the binary code in the computers is a zero or a one, which is really two options. I'm going to show you an essay from his journals. That's one minute. I'm I am sorry. just so confused how he's right reading part. stuff during sex, right. but okay. But yeah, especially philosophy, man. Just maybe, how are you maybe, reading anything he, during he's sex? He's probably not doing a lot of work. Maybe he's a pillow princess. But yeah, I guess so. He's like, hang on. Apparently, I'm a pillow princess. We've discussed yes. this many times. I think we're talking about boy, and I'm going to show you a journal entry and ask you what the name of that entry is. Yes. When I lost myself, November 29th through 30th, 2017. Is it fair to say this is a pretty long essay? 
so they were together for yes. a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Well, and is uh, have you looked at the handwritten compared to the typed, and are they the same? Yes, I have. I, I'm going to skip forward a little bit, so this isn't going to be too long. But I don't know if it was Caputo or whoever, but this guy, as you'll hear, was into some very dark things, mostly cannibalism. Not interesting, like Jeffrey Dahmer, like, oh, I bet you taste good, or like that but meme. He was fascinated by it, kind of thing. <laughs> the meme that, that's that like, meme. there's not five guys <laughs> in this. Yeah. He's on a five guys burger. Hey, there's not five guys in here. No, but like the, um, if I eat you, then we become one type of shit. <laughs> It's like crazy shit okay. type of stuff, you know, and that's what he would write about in these essays. So so in the trial, they brought up a lot of these essays to try to show that this guy is dangerous because he's talking about eating people. But I'm going to skip forward a little bit. There had been a time when I received some messages from Alex saying that he had harmed himself. I was, he was asking me if I could drive him to a pharmacy or to help him out with this. And Jason at the time was, he asked me about it and I told him Alex was hurt. Jason is one of the other boyfriends. So let me show you a picture right here. This will explain this case a lot. Okay, so Ezra McCandless, if you're seeing right here, go talk murder. I'm going to put this picture on there. This is the triangle of men she was involved with. All at the same time. All at the same time. But she didn't have any labels on anything, so it wasn't like... And But it's very important. And I never thought about it. Like, if you're in a love triangle... Like, wouldn't you want to be at the top? <laughs> well, this is like a love quadrangle, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, quadrangle. Yeah, love it's triangle like usually involves oh, yeah, only yeah, three, three people. people. Yeah. This yeah, is so four. Jason Mingle, he is the prize winner. He is the one that Ezra wants to be with. But she was also with Alex Woodworth and John Hansen at the same time. Not at the same time. Well, kind of at the same time. Because a rape kit that was done on Ezra showed that there was a DNA mixture of at least two males, possibly three, around her external genitals. I put tentacles. <laughs> I said the genitals. What the fuck? <laughs> Why did I put tentacles? I don't know. <laughs> external don't want to know. Maybe she is an android. <laughs> Holy shit. That, this is the craziness. This is the salaciousness. And the jury heard it all. This is why I wonder why this case wasn't more famous, because this was it's crazy. You got the carving a boy. You got all these guys. Did Alex have some pet names or references he would call you besides boy? Yes. Um, what were those? His pet names for me mostly were his lamb. He would call me his son. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd be out at that point. Well, it's S-U-N, but still. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not what I thought. A little better. Yeah. But also, why, why lamb? even? Lamb. Well, lamb, I don't know. It's oh. kind of like sacrificial if he was into like the cannibal That's stuff. what I'm saying, right? That, that's what a lot of this trial was about. S-U-N. I would, I would be okay with that. Like, lamb, my son. son. And his goon at times. All right. Let me talk to you goon. specifically about. Well, I mean, I have some goons too, so. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, okay. So if someone would be like my, like, I wouldn't like it if someone like come constantly like 
called me that, like addressed me as son. But like if they were like, oh, you're like the sun and stars to me or something like that. That's not that. This bad. guy's journals, though, were everything had meaning. And I mean, his journals are very ridiculous. He kind of like. I can't even explain it, man. I mean, this dude obviously reads way too much philosophy. <laughs> yes. What did he tell you he meant by his lamb? As we were intimate, he would tell me, and as he would call me his lamb, he would use it in the holy sacrificial way as the lamb of Christ or the lamb of God. He would tell me I was his holy sacrifice. I was his lamb. Did that have a specific reference, his lamb, in relationship to what's shown on the cover of the Kierkegaard book? Did he say that to you? Yes, we discussed this deeply. Um, the sacrifice that, or what is shown on the book is the story of Abraham and his struggle as he was called to sacrifice his son, which he had an ultimate love for. And he would discuss to me the beauty and everything that was in the lines and in between the lines for him for that novel, as he would read it to me during intercourse. And was there a specific comparison between the lamb that <laughs> yes. Abraham... Both of our faces were like, what the I'm going to read some uh, Mad Magazine to you. <laughs> This is ridiculous. This case is stupid. <laughs> have substitutes for his son and calling you the lamb? Yes. Can you explain what that is? As he would say to me that Abraham, the sacrifice of the son is a sacrifice to God, the holiness of it. And he considered me his lamb, his holy sacrifice, and all of the love in that and well, the sacrifice of not wanting to give that up. It seems he, more like that he actually really loves her is what the, he's trying to I don't understand. What is he going to sacrifice her for? I I don't know. I, this I, guy goes in pretty deep into cannibalism, though. Pretty deep. Did he ever try to eat her? I'm confused. No, it's not cannibalism like I want to taste you because you, you've you know it'd be you'd be good fried or baked it's more i want to be i want to be so close to you that i'm in you're inside of me kind of shit well this he was really inside of weird. her so i mean but like, but but, did, but again like did he he never tried to eat her eat no her. <laughs> this essay can you just read the first sentence of that paragraph yes because you are dead to me this love fails to truly be fails to be truly erotic now though it may have been instead we are speaking of cannibalism all right so besides cannibalism in his writings aside from that this is in august we've already talked about it yes did he continue to have these discussions with you about cannibalism beyond writing about them? All of the time, yes. What, what would he, did, did his expressions or his talks about cannibalism go beyond the esoteric or the philosoph philosophical it, from what you heard from him? Yes. 
Why don't you tell us about that? It would. It went beyond philosophy at points when we would discuss erotics of cannibalism and cannibalism in the sense of individuals in history and through the past and even artists who have take, partaken in cannibalism. I'm very surprised that they had her testify and defend herself like they could have shown all this stuff without her testimony. Mm-hmm. I would. I am not surprised that a jury would convict her. I'd be like, this pretentious bitch, get her off the stand. Yeah. I would like thinking about it. Even as yeah. a female, I would be annoyed with her sleeping with three guys and saying she's yeah. non-binary yet she's hooking up with all these dudes. I, like, <laughs> I I, even, I agree. The the voir dire selection. The, I don't know what I would have picked being her defense and knowing I was going to put her on the stand. I agree. They. I think they screwed. I don't think the defense attorneys were very good. I, you can tell. Yeah, and even I would the, not have put her on the stand. Even the main defense attorney, she kind of acts like she's tired of her, too. But he wanted to be so deeply intimate with her that like, he wanted to become one with her and thought that by eating her... But he never did try but, to eat her, so it's kind of kind of confusing. Well, I don't know what his morals say. That, but he that may we... have, like I said, I believe it was self defense. So he may have, like know, that time when he mounted her, he said he was maybe he was going to try to like take a bite. Yeah, I don't think he would. Bite. He probably would slice if he had a knife. Also, use the word "sun" s u n. Was yes. he referring to anything specific when he told you he was you were his son? Yes. He had a pet name for. And I know it, this is embarrassing. It, it this is embarrassing <laughs> for me. Keep going, <laughs> um, please. I know it's embarrassing, but she's, please continue. She's like smiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. It's in reference to my v- vagina. It, the sun, the blaze, the warmth. He would often talk about how my intimate area was his sun. So this is when she discusses some of the sex acts. As your sexual relationship progressed into January and February. Yes. Did the sexual acts between you and Alex undergo a change from what they had been? Yes. Can you please tell us what that was? Well, from what I said before, the more vanilla, it turned into a what at times could be considered a BDSM relationship. And what does BDSM mean? BDSM is... So when she said at first it was more vanilla, did y'all hear that? Yeah. That means how she explained it is like missionary, very, very just normal sex, Mm -hmm. you know? Like you go get vanilla, then it's plain yeah. So just missionary type of stuff. But that's what it started at. And now as the sprinkles get added, maybe some hot fudge, chocolate okay. you fudge. Don't, you don't need to. <laughs> I just want to know how vanilla got the, the reputation I it love has. Vanilla. Yeah, I love vanilla. That's all I eat is vanilla. Y'all are weak. Chocolate's where it's at. I like chocolate too. I no, like it both. Vanilla's the best. But I'd like, like, if I had to choose for soft serve ice cream, I would say vanilla over chocolate. Or sometimes I'll do a swirl. It just kind of depends. And I want to know who the dickhead is who decided to put strawberry in there. Okay? Like a Neapolitan ice yeah, cream? Yeah, in the fucking, the three ice creams. I love strawberry, strawberry. ice cream. Oh, it's No one good. likes strawberry. I do. Vanilla chocolate, dude. What's the strawberry crap? Have you ever had strawberry milkshake? 
Well, from what I said before, the more vanilla, it turned into a what at times could be considered a BDSM relationship. And what does BDSM mean? BDSM is bind dominance and it can be submissive or sadomasochist. It's it depends on what sector you're in. If it's submissive, dominant, or sadomasochism. It depends on what book you're reading. Okay, I'm going to ask you this with respect to Alex, okay? Yes. Have you heard, in respect to BDSM, what a safe word is? Yes. What this is, is a important. safe word? In a BDSM relationship, a safe word is essentially, it's one of the most important parts of the relationship, I consider. It's when... In an act, when something is getting too much for you or one of the partners or the submissive. And a safe word is something that individual can say when it's just too much and it's time to stop. I took the role of submissive. And in that role, did Alex and you have a safe word? I suggested it, but we did not agree, and we did not have a safe word, no. Why didn't you agree? What did Alex tell you with respect to ha not having a safe word? He didn't prefer a safe word. He, f he told me in our relationship that it didn't, he didn't want that, essentially. It didn't play into kind of what he wanted to get out of the relationship. So they, they overplayed the salaciousness, man. I mean, they, it's like two days of her talking about her sex life. With just this one guy. Just, do they talk about yeah, her having just, sex with the other guys? No, just this one guy. But my question is, if, if they were going into, or if they had a BDSM, a, a, a dominant or submissive relationship and if that was something that they were exploring together already and they didn't have a safe word then like what if like if she and she says that she was supportive of him being dominant and in, in in that like wouldn't where's the line with him mounting her and in so i guess so she wasn't consenting at that point is that where the question is no like he doesn't i'm not talking about in like general cheating if you if you want to do bdsm and you know it's like defeating the purpose to have a safe word that in his mind you know what i'm saying right but i'm talking about the incident where he was killed if she, like was maybe he expressing his desire to take her and be the dominant one and was she just non-consenting yeah. in that moment but if you have a safe word and like and they didn't want the safe word then like is that does consent even become a, a factor at that point like i believe that you should always be consenting to to sex but at the same time if you're engaged in that type of relationship and that the expectation is that someone is dominant and and i, I don't know it's very it's kind of weird it's a weird concept to, for me yeah and the reason i'm going into this is because of that number one they're out in the woods the car is stuck in the mud so why would they be i mean i guess they're young and stupid they're horny horny horny, yeah, horny kids but also her glasses were off and he was cutting her he cut her shirt so the the reason i'm playing this and the reason the defense is going into this so much is because is because they don't think that she could tell the difference between oh this is just bdsm and this guy is finally living out his desires of 
his cannibalistic nature and all this stuff. Like, I mean, this could be it. We're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you saw the picture. Is this where he takes it too far? Yeah. Is like, this I, where it takes it too far? Yeah. 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 I can see that. I can see that. That's but where, also, yeah. yeah, it's not the most appropriate time to And to you're out in the middle in of, I mean, you saw the photo. I mean, this they're in the middle of nowhere. Right. You know, I mean, this guy could easily kill her and leave her for dead. And they still wouldn't have found her yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Was she in a BDSM relationship with the other no, men? No, not that they, I saw. No. They were they were vanilla? <laughs> yeah, they, they were more vanilla. Do you want to hear how she got her name? Yeah. yeah did she choose it? Yeah, so this is her because talking about that right here. And I'll cut it down. I guess the first question I'm going to ask you is, why Ezra McCandless? Why that name? Why Ezra McCandless? Well, I have gone through a lot of changes in my life regarding identity and what really fits me. And I tried on a few names, but I found ultimately that Ezra fit perfectly for who I am. I changed my last name, not to change my last name because of family's sake, but to, I changed it because of the name McCandless is from an individual named Christopher McCandless mm-hmm. from Into the Wild, you read he's that? known for. And his love for nature, his philosophies for life, they were kind very in tune and aligned with who I am. So I yeah. honored him by taking his last name. <laughs> yeah, and what about... Um, and Into the Wild, just everybody might not know what it is, just in a sentence, tell us. It's a novel. It's a book he wrote. It's not no, a novel. it's not a novel. Uh, it's it you're an idiot. Him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you uh, fucking stupid? You chose your name, Ezra McCandless, and you don't even know? He didn't write it about himself. He fucking died, I know. asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is not a novel. It's, it is, is yeah, a, <laughs> and a novel just just to start is incorrect. It is actually a true account. It of, is a true story written by John Krakauer of Christopher McCandless, who decides <laughs> that he wants to go live in Alaska by himself, and he ends up fucking dying of starvation. That's the story. Yeah, Christopher. Have you ever, have you read any more of the uh, Krakauer books? Krakauer. Krakauer books. Um, I have not. Uh, I don't think so. He's got a couple of true crime books I've been wanting to read. The movie is good. The movie is very yeah. accurately Into based the, the Wild. Mm-hmm. Ezra, she saw some gypsy named Ezra, and that's it. Moving on. Um, Didn't mean to get so emotionally reacted to her. I know. It's kind of ridiculous. But so. like, if you're going to change your name after someone, get it right. Okay. Now, prosecutors claim that she killed him in, quote, extreme anger. And the couple shared a twisted form of love. I think she looks more more of like she's she thinks that she's not going to be found guilty. Yeah, she seems way confident. Overconfident, yeah. I think her downfall with this is her story changes and talking to the police initially. Like I said, don't talk to the police, don't do interviews, get an attorney. I think she'd be walking free if she would have did that. I do want to mention, I did see this one... um, psychology term thrown around that I've never seen before that someone says she portrays. Do you guys know what Duper's Delight is? I've actually never heard that before. What a cool name, though. (laughs) What a cool term. Hold on. Duper's Delight. Is it like when you get enjoyment out of like fooling someone? It's when you smile after you know that you just manipulated someone. So I, I go through this uh, every day of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do this. <laughs> yep. Can but, I have a kombucha? 
<laughs> what do you mean? I you you've been not drinking your kombuchas, so why would I get you? You don't love me. I do not say that shit. It's literally how it goes. I plead the fifth. Duper's delight is the pleasure of being able to manipulate someone often made visible to others by flashing a smile at an inappropriate moment. Duper's delight happens when the person telling a fib cannot control their happiness over pulling the wool over someone's eyes. I pulled this from Wef Sluice from a guy named, or a girl named Vale. So this is her in Duper's delight. Mm. And you see a lot of that with so her. What is, so she's what, smiling. What is she saying where she's duping? Oh, I'm not sure, but she... I mean, she's smiling a lot in her testimony. Yeah. So the, the prosecution claims that her story is just completely fabricated and she just wanted to kill this guy. You know, and I think she kind of screwed up by. I mean, it sounds like she fabricated a lot of stuff. I don't know if you're going to go back and talk about this, but her carving the boy into her own arm. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? But she did do that. She, yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's where, you know, she wouldn't have done that. And if she wouldn't have. That makes it look very suspicious. Say, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I believe this case was. That's a, definitely a Shana Hubers type sus- thing. Yeah, I know. And if Shana Hubers would just. Have if she would have just shut police, up, just, man. Listen, guys, if you're listening to this right here. If you want to murder somebody, just, just shut just up. Just shut up. Don't say a damn word, okay? Don't say a damn word. Get an attorney. Yeah. Just, like, do it right. God. And then contact me at john at talkmer.com, and I'll make you look like a queen. <laughs> I'll make you look Lady innocent. killers apply only. No, I didn't get to this yet, and I was going to get to this in a little bit. I may paint her out to be really innocent, but there's actually a lot of other stuff that I didn't mention yet. For instance, one month before the murder, Ezra files a report of sexual assault with the Al Claire Police Department about Alexander. Okay, but they found out that the report was actually fake, and... She just did that because it was like an argument with her real boyfriend. She was living with another guy at the time and he found out about it. So she was like, well, he, you know, raped me or whatever. So this is this is the stuff that was the police report real. But the incident was fake. The police report is real. The incident is fake. Got it. Okay. And. They found that out through text messages because this guy sexually assaulted me. Yet I'm sending him graphic text messages back and forth between him stuff like that yeah it ain't looking good for you girl it's not Mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of things like that and being with different partners and i mean she does have the air of oh i'm gonna get off scot-free you can kind of tell yeah yeah but she doesn't obviously because yeah she um, she lost their ultimate desire to consume that individual to consume that individual's power or to consume that individual. It's so like that she's trying to teach them, had give them a philosophy lesson while she's on the stand. And as a juror, I'd be like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry, I would. Yeah. And I don't go into too many. We'll be here all day. But I'll put I'll embed all the testimony videos on talkmer.com. It's really interesting. It does get into some pretty salacious topics, but. That's basically the case in a nutshell, and you can hear her testifying about this if you want. But they get the car stuck in the mud. She gets out. She tries to do this. He's not helping. 
she goes over, there's a little trailer off the side of the road, like a little trailer someone left there. Mm -hmm. She sits down and he comes up behind her and he's starting to kind of pressure her, pressure her. They end up back in the car somehow. He takes her glasses off. He puts a scarf over her eyes. Now she's blindfolded. They There's a knife that he brands. He cuts her shirt. He pokes her a little bit, which, which I is, didn't mention, but the... Which is still something that they would do They would do, yeah. And that's why I went into the B- yep. BDSM. Yep. But I didn't mention this earlier. The medical examiner that, that um, did the examination of her said that the wounds actually look like they were self-inflicted. Mm. So they think she killed this guy and then stuck herself around the vagina area. And you can actually see photos of, you know, not her vagina, obviously, but like her legs and the puncture marks. Let me see if I can find them for you. Did Was there anything else that came out too about her, like forgetting her name when mm-hmm. she went to that guy's house? Um, no. I mean, that's just weird, too. It, it was obvious that she was just scared and didn't know what to do. I mean, I think, I don't think she went with the intention of killing this guy. I don't. No, but I think she's probably like, all right, I'm tired of this. Let yeah. Me, like, I'm tired of this guy. This is my way out. This is my only way out. Which I can see, but it's not qu- quite self-defense. I mean, exactly. it kind of is like the the whole BDSM thing keeps it a gray area where yeah. she, she. I mean, I don't blame her for not being into. Yeah, being choked. Yeah. Did her um, other boyfriends testify? Yeah, they, actually, they did, and um, I mean, this case That's was just so freaking long, man. So here's a little bit of the video from her being, you know, cut. So strangle marks on her neck. You can see. And I believe those are real, yeah. but um, some of the other ones, the uh, medical lip on um, what if- some of the other ones, the medical examiner said they could be self-inflicted. Yeah, like this. Mm. That's probably self-inflicted. Just based on the angle of the yeah, based on the angle, yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the story. I don't, I can't really get into too much because it'd take all day. This is one of those stories that they played out. The whole sex. I mean, was there anything juicy about that the boyfriends said about her? The other two. No, guys? I mean, honestly, I think from what I've heard that the other boyfriends were just more vanilla. So, what do you guys think uh, was her sentence? She was ov- obviously found guilty of first degree intentional homicide. What do you think um, she was sentenced to? I'm going to say 12 years. Um, what do you think she should have been sentenced to? Life. You kill. You get your life taken away via prison. I think 25. I think 25, too. I think that was a good number. Well, actually, I think more like 25 days, but... Oh, please, John. Uh, you are <laughs> such a softy. No, I'm not. Uh, yes, you yes, are. Yes, you are. You think tw- she should get 25 days? Yeah, I mean, she's young. She made a stupid mistake. Oh, my gosh. This guy was... You are so... Th- you are are so biased towards the women. It is unreal. This is from the WEAU Channel 13 News, May 22nd, 2018. I hope, you, I hope you're says, that nice to me. The Ramsey right? County Medical Examiner's Office said that Woodworth was stabbed 16 times. I also feel like 
16, that's kind of excessive. If you're if like if you're just trying to get him off of well, you. If you if you listen to the testimony, he cut her shirt open. She's blindfolded. She's scared. And then she starts feeling the knife, which I do believe is true, like around her, you know, growing or whatever. So she doesn't know how far this guy is going to go. And he started saying stuff, according to her, such as, I've been waiting for this moment for such a long time, yada, yada, yada. That is weird, but can we believe her if she lied about the other things? I know, but mm-hmm. that's that's why I believe the jury found her guilty is because she lied about the other things. I believe if she just ran to the farmhouse, yeah. said, hey, my name is Ezra McKinless, this guy. She, yeah, she's know, saying she doesn't know who he is. Yeah, this guy, we've been dating, but you know, he started forcing himself on me out here in the wilderness. He he branded a knife, cut my shirt. I got scared. You know, I froze up I and then I just him. started stabbing and then I ran here. I think she would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. That Agreed. was self-defense, but the whole lying, I don't know who I am. I don't know where my car is. I don't know where this guy is. This Oh, I do know, but he carved the word boy in my arm kind of stuff. I believe yeah. she just over, you know, she just over lied. And I think the jury saw that. Mm. And um, that's what I believe. But basically, that's the story. They were stuck on that that road and. Maybe he was choking her. Maybe he was going to kill her. Who knows? But what we do know is he was stabbed 16 times. The medical examiner actually said that he probably lived for about 30 minutes after he was stabbed all those times. And, you know, he died halfway in and halfway out the car. She killed him in, quote, extreme anger. That's what the prosecutors say. And the couple shared a, quote, twisted form of love. The jury took three hours, 17 minutes, and 24 seconds. That ain't long. Yeah, originally she pleaded not guilty, but then she changed it to not guilty by reason of insanity. What? She did take a, she did take a, um, a, a psychological exam, and that's why she was competent to stand in court. But she received life in prison wow. with up to 50 years, and then after 50 years, supervised release that was from what the judge said i believe the judge is really harsh but if you listen to what the judge said at the sentencing which i'll play here in a second the main reason he did the 50 years which i think is way too much personally in my opinion is because the family members the mom and dad of alex woodworth he would want them to be dead by the time she gets out. So they're not being put through. I mean, you know, we see it all the time where the family gets drugged back in the court mm-hmm. because they might let this killer out and they have to petition to try to keep them in there and they have to relive all these moments. So he did that to kind of keep her in there. So they will be long gone right. before she gets out, but she'll be freaking 70. And I don't know what supervised visit supervised release Damn. entails, but I mean, that's her life. You know, I th- I think it was way too much, man. But that's just my personal opinion. I know all you guys are going to disagree with me. But here's a little bit about the sentencing. Tell me if you notice anything different about uh, Ezra now. She does say she's sorry to the family. Oh, haircut. In the courts and Alex's family, but most of all, Alex's parents. I want to say how sorry I am. 
The judge is not buying it, dude. They have lost their son. But sorry doesn't cut it in my mind. That word is not enough and never will be enough for this loss. It just sounds and fake. Yeah, yeah, like you, you just, yeah, I mean. I don't think I could ever find words that will be enough to express this. It, it just sounds it, fake. Yeah, it, just like her old testimony. They should not have put her on the stand. Oh, they really should they, they really should That was her demise. Yep. That, it was. It really was. That was a good point you brought up. Because if she wouldn't have testified and she just sat there with her glasses on looking like a battered girlfriend, I think she would have been fine. I really do. But, you know, she goes on and on about her identity crisis and... And about all this stuff that doesn't even relate, and now she's hooking up with all these guys. Anyway, here's the uh, actual judge sentence. to uh, uh, life in prison in the Wisconsin prison system, and I'm going to uh, set the date that she would be eligible for uh, petitioning the court for extended supervision at 50 years. It's a long time, but the way I reason this, that Ms. McCandless, if she does what she's supposed to do, uh, follows the rules, um, that she at least I'd kill myself. I mean, your life is over time. anyway. It's a long time. I won't be around. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be gone, like dead at that point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I think I've thought about that for a number of different reasons. I think that way that uh, Alex's parents you know, don't know exactly how old they are, how long they have yet to live, but that spares them uh, to have to see the day. <laughs> Miss McCandless may who is coughing uh, in court petition to be released and uh, perhaps have to go through some hearings. Uh, it's a long time. So anyway, that's uh, she has a lot less emotion when she's hearing that sentence come. Down. I feel bad for her. I really do. I don't really. I you know I think. I, I mean, mean I this get guy, like this she guy wanted out did, of the relationship, but she had this guy did go too far without a safe word and objectifying her. He was a piece her. of shit, no doubt. But you know, you're she my went boy. too far in trying to fe- make sure that it, it she went too like far. Yeah, self-defense. I believe if and she therefore, just because she tried to make it look like self defense, it didn't really look like self defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and ladies, more importantly, get an attorney right at the bat. Don't be digging yourself a hole. Because I want to do your case, but I want to be like, yeah, and she's out free. And that guy is dead. (laughs) What is is your opinion on female on female crime? Oh, that's sexy. (laughs) (laughs) You talking about like mud wrestling? Uh, No. (laughs) Like like in the mud? (laughs) I am such a sexist pig. (laughs) As long as you know. So lucky. But that's the Ezra McCandless story. I found that really interesting. I haven't done one of those stories in a while. I think the last one we did was was that Jackie. woman in Maine, Jackie Bevins. Oh yeah, that killed her husband. That I think that was self defense, but yeah. she shot him dead and got away scot free. So, yep, you know. But that's my story. So that story was not a request, but it was something I wanted to do. But I have been doing a lot of requests lately, and we've been getting a lot of Supremo. So if you want to me to do your story, be sure to get it in there into the private forum in our private Facebook group. It's really simple, really easy. Just go to talkmare.com and pay me $47. I'll send you a stickers and some T-shirts and all kinds of stuff. It's a one-time fee. I don't do that recurring fees like all the other guys do, so... And you'll be in it for life. I'll do your story for you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to... Oh, wait, who said that I've been going slow lately, by the way? Savannah. Savannah. She says, 
John, you've been going real slow with these these outros or something like that. Slacking. All right, this one's for you, Savannah. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you like the story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our lamb, go talkmore.com slash join. Become a Talkers Primo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research, dedicate you on the Talk Mirror Bean Podcast. My name is John Heward, Jen, and Nicole. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.